It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of the early line here on a Wednesday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wrightside. A lot of good stuff coming up. In this hour, the college basketball board continues to develop. We've got Rick Haro stopping by. We'll also compare a couple of teams out in the Western Conference, including the team with the best record in the West, that being the Denver Nuggets. We begin, though, with a look back at Lamar Jackson. And Donnie offered up three teams in hour number one that he thought made some sense. The Tennessee Titans, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New York Jets. I think all interesting. I think they all would, you know, fill out a pros and cons list nicely, Donnie. To try and narrow it in, though, I'm curious if, as you were kind of pulling those teams together, did one stand out amongst the rest as a favorite for you? Not where he will land, but where you think Lamar Jackson would be best suited if he ended up with one of those three organizations? I'm going to be honest, it's probably the Jets because, again, you're taking a look at in the totality of the roster and how it's built. You're expected to have a pretty good run game there, and obviously with Lamar Jackson, that helps that out a lot, but also some elite young pass catchers with a defense and a GM that is very creative and typically very good at drafting players, and you have money. You're in New York. I think they'll be the perfect landing spot to get the most eyeballs and excitement here, but if it's where I think he's going to go, Atlanta, as I said, makes a lot of sense, and so does the Tennessee Titans. But the perfect spot the NFL would love, and I think Lamar Jackson would also, which means he got paid a lot of money, and he's going to be in New York. The Jets is such a home run shot here. If there's any possibility that Lamar can go to the Big Apple. It's hard to argue how good that spot would be for Lamar Jackson. Garrett Wilson would be obviously the best wide receiver he's played with. Talent already in the running back room. Garrett Wilson also is not a one-man show in that wide receiver room. He's just clearly the best player in it. But Corey Davis and you know Eli Moore, there's players there that you can work with. Maybe at some point we're going to ask ourselves, is Nate Hackett being the offensive coordinator something to be worried about with the New York Jets opening for quarterbacks, Donnie? That doesn't feel like today, and that feels like something that actually won't really develop until, oh, I don't know, 
the week four when they're terrible because Nate Hackett is terrible. But I also then think we should tie this back into the Derek Carr update that uh, we saw yesterday from Diana Rossini of ESPN, who said in the meeting the New York Jets told Derek Carr he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he selected the Jets. Now, mm. I'm not going to ask you, do you think that's true? Quite frankly, I one, I know the answer. And two, it's a, a sales thing. But my takeaway from that, Donnie, is they're doing a hard sell in New York. Does that mean that if Derek Carr called them up today, hey, it's you. I want to be a Jet. The Jets drop everything else out of the Rodgers sweepstakes, out of the Lamar sweepstakes, and they make Derek Carr their man? I don't know if it means exactly that, but it means, yes, they're interested. It means that they're not just calling on Derek Carr to say, hey, we're trying to check in to see if you actually want to come here. They're saying, we have a spot for you. And if it doesn't work out with our highest expectations of getting a Lamar Jackson or getting a Aaron Rodgers, we really want you here. And we think this would be the best fit. And as I say, Lamar Jackson is a great fit for the Jets. Aaron Rodgers would be a great fit for the Jets. So would Derek Carr be a great fit for the Jets. This is the spot that most quarterbacks want to land in. So they're right to keep all of their options open by keeping the said quarterback happy. Our radio audience joins us here on a Wednesday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wrightside, the early line on Sirius XM Channel 159. You mentioned the Titans. You mentioned the Falcons. If we were to try and... Expand it then, Donnie, any further beyond that. Some teams maybe that could re-enter the argument here. There's one team I, I can't help but throw out. And it's crazy, it's ridiculous, and it's not how it's going to turn out, but just hear me out here. Any world, the Chicago Bears sat there with Justin Fields and the number one overall pick. Enter the conversation. In some capacity. I don't really know what the... By the way, I actually don't think the Ravens would have to give up, or excuse me, the Bears would have to give up both of those things in a Lamar trade. I think one or the, uh, or the other would work. Quite frankly, Donnie, am I crazy? But if they put the number one overall pick on the table, there might not be all that much else the Bears have to put on the table to bring Lamar Jackson to Chicago, Right. No, you're right, because the first overall pick has cachet, especially when you think there are franchise guys in the draft. It might soften the blow overall. But how about this? Keep it in that same division here. Let's just say Dan Campbell picks up the phone and goes, hey, we were really happy with Jared Goff, but boy, we want to set this team off into the stratosphere and maybe be a favorite in our own division and add players because we have the draft capital to go get it done. How about the Detroit Lions for Lamar Jackson? Put him on the turf mm -hmm. in that division, getting after those defenses. Chicago's defense stinks. Now, Green Bay is decent. Minnesota's defense stinks. He could really tear it up, and that would be fun. So if we're just you know going over teams that might make some sense, Who's going to say, like, oh, we can't move on from golf? Stop it. And then I guess if we're, again, we're, we're, we're throwing teams out there. Mm -hmm. Why do we never hear about the Raiders and Lamar? Why do they only want quarterbacks that are 39 years old, Indianapolis sure. cult style there? I just, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. entirely understand their MO. Rick Haro, another guy whose MO I don't entirely understand, joins us mm. next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live on Sports Grid, it's the early line. Hour number two on a Wednesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you here up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. That's when Ben Stevens in the morning after his crew takes over. We're joined now by Sports Grid sports business analyst, the sports professor, sports, 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 Rick Haro. Rick, lovely to see you on a Wednesday morning. I asked you what big headlines you wanted to get into, and I believe your answer was, well, I'm going golfing today. Do I have that right? Mm. Well, no. Well, you're half right, uh, which is the way you normally live your life. So I am going golfing, and then I'm going to watch golfing. Today is the you know early, it's a pro-am yeah. day at the Honda, and it's the Honda non-classic. My buddy Ken Kennerly runs it. Honda has been a tremendous, most loyal sponsor in the tour, most, uh, most the longest sponsorship. What are they rewarded by? Uh, an ultimatum. Either pay the elevation fee that the tournaments around you pay, or you're not going to be elevated and you're going to have no field. And Honda basically says, all right, well, you know, this may be the last year, and my guy is stuck with a tremendous tournament with Sepp Straka, Keith Mitchell, and uh, and uh, uh, two other guys as the only guys in the tournament. And, and the myth is because all these guys, Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler, they're, you know, right living around here, they get in their cars and go. It's easier to go, you know, get in a jet and go to Mexico in the case of Brooks Kepka for the live tournament, which is, you know, uh, on the calendar as well. So, yeah, it, it's it's not a great day for golf down here in Palm Beach, but the weather's great. And we're going to play in the morning and I'm going to give you some reports on a regular basis about uh, how I play. Uh, I have a gimme rule, which is anything within uh, seven feet, which is my circle of friends. So I'm going to shoot a 68. I can feel it. There you go. I like where I like where we're going here. By the way, perfect yeah. segue here, Rick. We're talking about warm weather, right? You're talking about getting out and playing golf. We're talking about party atmospheres, and here's where I'm going: the All Star Game, the ultimate party yeah. atmosphere in the NBA this year. Salt Lake City, 
freezing cold. I see also yeah. that you know who's making a bid for this? The Milwaukee Bucks. It's played in the right. winter. It's freezing cold. Let's talk about getting these events and environments in warmer weather, or does that even matter in the NBA at this point? Well, we had another one of your talk show hosts, the one that talks like this, say the same thing, mm -hmm. but he does it because he wants to sit out by the pool and let people fawn over him. There's a different <laughs> issue there. The bottom line is these are efforts to bring a kick to basketball markets. And also, I know because I worked on it with the NFL, to get stadiums and arenas built. You know, you do a thing, we give you a building. That's why Minnesota and Indianapolis got Super Bowls and Detroit. But in the NBA, you got to stagger it a little bit. You know, Vegas, everybody says, is a full-time great place for an all-star game. They don't have a team, and the idea now is to have a team and then get some support and get an all-star game. Vegas may get in the future, but you have to be able to put, like the NHL did, the all-star game in South Florida this year, then go to the Tundra, Toronto next year, which will be a great all-star game for the NHL. Back-to-back, uh, -to -back, not so sure. Salt Lake, Milwaukee, great ideas, just not two in a row. I, I mean, yeah, not two in a row ever. You know, Rick, I'm curious. The, the product on Sunday was met with a lot of backlash. Not for the first time. There's ebbs and flows when it comes to the All-Star weekend. One thing we heard a lot about uh, this weekend as well was the slam dunk contest, which, by the way, went over really well. Mac McClung found himself a, a shoe deal through this entire process, actually, yeah, which is pretty right. remarkable. Right. But yeah. we heard Zion Williamson say he's interested next season. We've heard John Morant say he's not. Does the NBA ever find themselves in a spot where their TV partners come to them and say, hey, listen, can you please figure out how to get the actual superstars of your sport to enter into this contest that we're paying TV rights for, that we have to pay money to host? Because the Mac McClung thing went well. Imagine if you actually gave us guys we heard of more than a week before this entire yeah. thing started. And by the way, the networks are bright enough to communicate with the leagues where you don't have to explicitly say it. Everybody kind of knows it. And it's the same issue, guys, with the Home Run Derby, right? And the uh, the gala in pads, which was last year's uh, touch football game with the NFL. At least they made it officially touch this year. And the same thing, frankly, with hockey. you got to have the superstars around for the weekend. That's why the skill stuff is so important. Some of the skill stuff is interesting, by the way. Both the hockey and football brain trust hired reality TV show creators, separate ones, to put together the goofy stuff you saw the day before. Some good, some not so good. If I see another uh, hockey player on a green with a stick trying to be the top hockey player golfer, you know, and then the long drive competition, where does that go as far as the NFL? The point is they're all tinkering with it. Some good. I like the three-on-three -three real game with the NHL. Some not so good. I don't like the hit the surfboards for distance in uh, the slap shot contest with hockey. But, yeah, the answer is you got to have the superstars because, you know, betters, interesting. I don't know what the action was. This is your domain. But with a game where the over and under is 950 uh, and they're close to it and no defense, right? I mean, who's going to bet on the NBA All-Star game? Did you guys bet on the NBA All-Star game? Yes. Of course we did, Rick. And we won all the way around. Five stars yeah, all the I, way. Why would you even ask that question? Point, right? I got yeah. I got to suck yeah. up to you. That's the one. That's the one thing in life you do well. Congratulations.
By the way, Rick, taking a look at the NFL, we're talking about involving superstars and getting the big ratings. The Super Bowl has no issues with that whatsoever. The third most watched Super Bowl with 113 million people tuning in and even got a bump at halftime with Rihanna. Talk about what that means for the future where the NFL can sell those rights and also commercial rights for the networks there. It's got to be a boon for them. They just lean on every year going, hey, no matter what happens to your cord cutters, we still got the big game. Yeah, three words, more money. And, you know, the mm-hmm. bottom line of all of that is that uh, you are stable at 113, the, the viewers. Uh, how, how do you like to stabilize 113 million? That's pretty, pretty darn good. It is interesting when you look at the numbers, the, the, the two top, this is number three, but the top two games uh, ever were uh, Patriots-Falcons uh, uh, and Patriots-Seahawks. So that's Brady. That's not Falcon-Seahawks. Doesn't really matter who it is. You put it up there and you get at least that. And this year, 7 million streamers as well. And so that becomes a big issue also. What does it mean? You rotate the game around the networks. You get $111 billion over 11 years with the major networks. Why? Because you get the AFC and NFC championships kind of staying with the networks. But you get the Super Bowl on a rotating basis. Pay-per-view, everybody's talking about it. That's dead on arrival. Nobody would dare take it off regular TV if you're a politician. You're gone. But... Super Bowl is the staple of NFL economics. Uh, Rick, as we're then turning that calendar, though, the sports calendar, out of football season, March Madness is about to pick up, of course, the NBA postseason. What are you keeping your eye on in the landscape right now? What are some of the top things that you're just trying to keep the pulse of? First of all, I got your cell, so I'm going to turn it over to The Rock and he's going to pay a visit to you on turning away from mm. football. we got to restructure that, right? Because there were at least 12,000 fans, they say, that were enamored with the Arlington Renegades. Uh, we're not really turning from football. Football's year-round. But the biggest deal now is March Madness and basketball and the ideas of all of the regionals. And then, obviously, the Final Four in Houston, which we will be at. We'll have a big deal, and it'll be exciting. Hmm. Some news breaking right there, K-Dove. How about that? Yeah. Come on, take, uh, ask a quick question. I need to take you to break, but hurry up. I don't, I don't know, Rick. I, Vince I Mc... might handle yeah. it from, I might handle yeah. it from oh, here, Rick. I'm, I'm not, All right. I'm not sure. Right. Send I it. Run the I'm, clock I'm, out. No, no, I'm yeah. just telling I mean, you. That if, just... you wanna, if you want, if you want, be quiet. I'm going to take Hold you on, Rick. Break. I'll ask you a question. Are you ready? All right. Yeah, but I'll give you a yes or no, and then you can handle it, all right? Don't worry about it. Well, don't filibuster me. Will the WWE be sold Within 2023? Uh, maybe. And the answer to maybe is it's $9 billion that they're trolling for. And look, if I had an asset $9 billion, I'd try to do it. I love you guys. You guys are going to be prolific even more so right after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with you right here on the early line, the college basketball board yesterday giving out a lot of good opportunities. Hopefully today will be the same. There were a couple of tough losses, admittedly, on that board. Donnie liked Villanova to have a team total against Xavier. They won outright. Team total under. Yeah. I like Tennessee over 63 and a half for a team total. Landed 63. There were some tough spots out there, but there were some some good opportunities. As well, Donnie, and as I said, we're looking for more of them. We've got a ranked matchup head-to-head in the Big East. UConn and Providence, two top 20 teams. UConn, though, since they are at home, a solid 7.5-point favorite in this basketball game. UConn has been one of the more interesting teams throughout this season. They are 20-7 and overall. All seven of those losses have come in Big East play. They're only 9-7 and in the conference this year but still a dangerous group nonetheless what do you make of the spread here between UConn and Providence this is a good one here why do we take a look at and say okay Providence Connecticut how do they line up which team is better well Providence 12 and 4 in conference play if you take a look at UConn 9 and 7 in conference play so clearly Providence is the better team and should be favored or at least Kevin a smaller spread here. That's not the case. We're looking at close to seven and a half as a favorite here towards the home team with UConn. But if we're breaking this down and seeing what makes some sense, UConn's defense, which is decent, is number four overall in the conference out of 11 teams. However, they foul more than any team in conference play. And look at Providence. They get to the line more than any other team in conference play. That really could help them out. If we're taking a look at the defensive imprint for Providence, they're a decent defense. Top three in conference play. And how about this? Number one overall at defending the three-point shot. So if we take a look at UConn, what do they like to do? Volume from three-point range. Number two in conference play at firing away from three. So Providence plays good D from three-point range. That will help them. If Providence gets to the line like they do and UConn does fail, that will help them. Am I slipping on the banana peel again going, this is a ridiculous line. It looks terrible. I'll take the seven and a half. Well, yeah, I'm actually doing that here. I think Providence has a legitimate chance to win this game, and I don't care about home road splits at this point here, how many points they're getting. I think Providence will be in this at the end due to those two factors, and I'll take the points here. All right, look, solid spot all in all. This is a a UConn Mm -hmm. team that's, as we mentioned, They've not just, you know, record-wise, 9-7 and is disappointing in conference play, Donnie, as is the fact that, 
they're only six and ten against the spread in conference. Providence is twelve and four against the number. They've been good in this spot. This game also could have some juice to it as well. Total right now one forty two. UConn's played a number of overs in this conference, especially in their home games. Moving it over, then we've got a game in the ACC tonight with a low total. That means Virginia's in action. Cavs are an eight and a half point road favorite against Boston College. BC is. Flirting with a 500 season, which is a bit respectable, but again, a legitimate underdog here tonight in their own building. Total 125 and a half. Any chance the UVA total makes the card tonight? We'll see. 13 and 3 UVA here in ACC play. Matchup against BC 7 and 10 here in ACC play. 11 and how about this? 11 and 1 in the last 12 games. So UVA coming in hot and also, as we know, Virginia plays very good defense, very sound on that pack line defense, hard to get to the rack against them. Number one overall in efficiency here. Number one also, Kevin, at forcing turnovers. Why is that important in the ACC? 13th in turning the basketball over is BC. But as we go down the list as well, maybe there's an opportunity to catch. Virginia from the three-point line, but that's not really what BC does well. 11th in conference played only 33% from beyond the arc, but also trying to line up how do you score down low. BC actually, point distribution-wise, Kevin, number two in conference play at getting to the rim for their offense, which is good. That's the way you would like to attack. The only issue is that pack line defense is an issue. 10th at 48.1% of the points coming in here against Virginia's defense is down low. That doesn't stack up very well, but also let's take a look at Virginia, Kevin, over the past couple games now there was a game where they lost to Virginia Tech their last loss that one in, of the last 12 games 74 to 68 after that take a look at the points that they've scored in the game and the points that they've given up 63-50 69-62 against Duke which actually went to overtime 61-58 they just played Notre Dame on Saturday Kevin 57-55 I know as much as you want me to cheer on a total which goes over in this game I think Virginia has the chance to whack this team, but also really hamper them on offense. Mm. Probably leaning more towards an under. But if you did want to play to an over, maybe it's sneaky here because how bad Boston College is on defense, Virginia can really attack them and get close to 70 points. Listen, if, if it's not there, it's not there as far as a good Virginia over the number. They have struggled in this spot, though, Donnie. As a road favorite on the season, they're 2-5-1 and one against the number. But that's not surprising, right? How many teams this year have played yeah. eight games and are even above, you know, 500 in a spot as a road favorite? So you have to pick your spots all in all. We also have the top two teams in college basketball in action tonight. Houston is a 14-and-a-half home point favorite against Tulane. Tulane is one of the better teams in this conference, though. They are 10-and-3 overall in conference play. They're only two and a half back of Houston in the AAC rankings, though, again, very unlikely to catch them. But it just speaks volumes, Don, into the gap that exists overall in the American. That Houston is a 14 and a half point favorite to the team that is second in the standings. Is that number justified? It probably is, but if we're taking a look at Houston, right, you figure like, oh, they don't ever lose at home. They actually have two home losses. I believe they're only two losses of the season came at home, which is interesting where they're all road warriors. But how about this game, too? You're talking about a team that plays with a lot of tempo in Tulane going to go to one of the slower teams in Houston. But you're right. Most people won't think Tulane and go, what are they in conference? I don't know, middle of the pack? Not necessarily, Kevin. Ten and three. But how about this? Seven games they've played on the road. They're actually five and two straight up, which is really impressive in this day and age. Now, if we're looking for tempo, 
Houston's probably going to win out because they're the better basketball team. I get it. But also, if Tulane wants to try to push that issue, what does that usually mean? More points for Houston that there might get more opportunities as opposed to playing a team more in their realm of let's slow it down and make five to six passes and run the shot clock down. Because Houston on offense, ultra efficient, Kevin. Number one in conference play. Effective field goal percentage, number one. How about turning the basketball over? They don't do it. Number one in conference play. And oh, yeah, if they do miss a shot, Number one in rebounding on offense, which is impressive. And then if you take a look at can they shoot the three-point shot, yep, 36%. How about inside the arc? 55%. They do it all. Here's the issue that you might come into if you want to take Tulane. Houston can shoot the three, and if they get hot, you're looking at a Tulane team that doesn't defend it all that well and gives up. There's 11 teams, Kevin, in conference play. They're 11th at volume from the three-point line as a defense, which means they don't chase you off it. They'll let you shoot it here. If I'm looking at this game overall, I don't necessarily want to take the side in Houston, but I might be interested in a Houston team total in this game because I think they'll get extra opportunities with Tulane if they're losing, pushing the pace just a little bit more. All right, that, that that could line up then. And again, maybe, maybe an overall number as well. Tulane, they, they've mm-hmm. performed admirably so far this season as a, a road underdog here. Obviously, that's the position that they're in in Houston. Though being a road underdog at Temple of plus one is far different than being plus 14 yeah. and a half. Uh, Alabama, South Carolina. Look, Alabama is obviously in the news right now with the Brandon Miller situation. I, You know, Donnie, b- before we get to the numbers, but... The expectation is that Brandon Miller is just going to keep playing for the foreseeable future, right, for this basketball team. That's what it feels like, and I'm glad we included this game because is it going to be really competitive? We don't know, Kevin. But now they have those swirling accusations going around where maybe players are not as focused as they should be, and same thing with the coaching staff, and now going on the road to what could be a little bit of a hostile environment. That adds into this, Kevin, for sure. It, it, it does, and I again, if you have all the numbers there, we can go through them, but this yeah. also yes. feels like a game where the narratives are going to creep in. You're going to hear some people say they're taking South Carolina because how is Alabama not distracted? You're going to hear some people say they're taking Alabama because they think the Crimson Tide are going to look to power through the noise and make a statement here on the road in SEC action Remove the narratives, though, Donnie. What do the numbers say about number two being on the road here? I mean, South Carolina should get smacked, honestly, is what these numbers say. You take a look at Alabama, number one overall in conference play and efficiency, Kevin. Let's just take out, like, that notion of they're really good just in SEC play. Let's put them nationally, these numbers, because on defense, if you just look in conference, Mm. number one at defending the three, number one at defending inside the arc, which is ridiculous. On the national stage, Kevin, how about this? Number two in the nation at defending the three-point shot, and how about this? Number one in the nation at defending inside the arc. I don't know how you score on Alabama, which is what that breaks down to, because if you only can think 22%, it doesn't, Kevin, me and you could go out there against a matchup zone in Syracuse <laughs> and probably shoot better than 22% from three. That's what they hold you to inside the arc under 40%. I don't know where the points come from, but here's the fun part here. If Alabama is on it tonight, going up against South Carolina's defense, they're dead last in efficiency in conference play, which means Alabama with tempo getting after it and firing three point shots. This team shoots over half of its shots from three-point range. So normally it's like, oh, the volume is going to kill some of the efficiency there. No, it doesn't. They're number one in conference play making the three-point shot, Kevin, at 37.5%. And also number one inside the arc at getting to the rim. Alabama, if focused, they should be able to put up a ton mm. of points tonight at South Carolina. 
maybe yeah and the, could the overall number though i guess be enough and that's really, it's it's tricky though right like is the you just take a south carolina team total under is it an overall so number good on the defense under? yeah yeah the the gamecocks have played nine of 13 home games to the under this year alabama has only played two road overs on this season so you, you have to try but alabama's last game out they held their opponent to 59 easy over they scored 108 points when that yes. team is on yeah I mean, it, it's just blowout situations. We've got a rest of the way coming up, but we also have a DRS special mm. on the college basketball yeah. board as we keep it rolling here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rest of the way, two teams in the Western Conference. But before that, the College Basketball Board does not just feature top 25 teams. There's value all over the place, including Indiana State and Belmont. DRS, mm. take it away. What do we see here in this game? I mean, you just don't, Kevin, you don't roll into the Curb Event Center in Nashville, Tennessee, and expect to walk away an easy victor. And that's not going to happen tonight. But Belmont is a slight favorite here, and you see the total of 151.5. Now, you know me. I like me some Belmont. Belmont showed me up and made me a genius here by taking a team total over. They absolutely smashed. But hear me out on this. We're going against the grain in this college basketball game. Why? Uh Both of the offenses are phenomenal. Donnie, what are you doing? They're really good. Let me explain to you how styles make fights here, Kevin, right? So let's take a look at Indiana State. And if anybody doesn't know Indiana State, yeah, Larry Bird went there a long time ago. There's your background in Indiana State. Number one overall in effective field goal percentage here, right? Number one at getting to the free throw line. 35% from three-point range. 58% number one in conference play from two-point range. My goodness, sign me up here. Not so fast. Look at Belmont's defense. Now, granted, there's 12 teams in this conference. They're sixth in defense, which isn't terrible. But I just told you, Indiana State gets to the free throw line better than anybody in conference play. You know who doesn't foul at all? Belmont, number one in conference play at not fouling. So that might quell that a little bit. Number one in conference play at 45% from volume behind the arc, Indiana State. 
Why does that fit Belmont's defense? How about this, Kevin? Number one in conference play at chasing you off of the three-point line. If we're taking a look at scoring inside the arc, Belmont, they give up more points inside the arc than anybody in the conference for point distribution. Take a look at Indiana State here. Uh-oh, 11th out of 12 teams at actually point distribution of wanting to get to the basket. Let's take a look at Indiana State's defense, number two in efficiency overall. So that stacks up. How about this? Belmont loves the three-point shot, Kevin. Almost 38% is a team they can fire away at will. But what if I told you Indiana State is number one in conference play at defending the three-point line, only giving up 29% here? There you go. Both of these defenses fit. I'm going to go under 151 and a half. Very good offenses, very good teams, but I'm playing the counterpoint here that says, uh-oh, these two styles don't make for a great fight here. Let's stay under the total. Fantastic. Big time number. Looks like an under. Excellent breakdown there in the MVC with the Bruins and the Sycamores. Is Larry Bird still on the mm. team? Does he get to play occasionally? Maybe come down, throw it up a little tonight. bit, Donnie. They come out with the throwbacks I mean, well, tonight. I might have to just wipe this off and take the over. So just be wary of that. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll, we'll keep tabs uh, on all of that there. To get over then to the NBA, we have the Nuggets and the Clippers on the docket. And the Denver Nuggets check in, Donnie. Plus 750 to win mm-hmm. the title. Plus 300 to win the Western Conference. Win total of 56 and a half. I mentioned in hour number one that one of my favorite win totals we've come across so far was going to be in hour number two, and it's this Denver Nuggets number here of 56 and a half. The Nuggets would need to go 16 and seven in their remaining 23 games to get to the over. They have three back-to-backs. They could reasonably be an underdog in all three of those games. I think their schedule is a little tougher than meets the eye. They have a lot of road games coming their way, and they are only a 500 road team on the season. 13 of their remaining games will be played on the road. But maybe the biggest reason that I really like this Denver Nuggets under Donnie, we've talked all week long about being pushed for wins. If you want an over, you want a team that needs to hit that over. The Lakers, the Warriors, those teams that are fighting for something. The next closest win total in the Western Conference, Donnie, is the Memphis Grizzlies at 49 and a half. The Nuggets are already in the 40s in terms of games that they've actually won. They're at 41. They have a seven-game gap in updated win total from the next closest Western Conference team. This is essentially already done which allows the Denver Nuggets, who's not been a perfect model of health throughout this season, throughout their time, to rest as this comes down the backstretch. So a game at Houston that you're chalking up as an obvious win, maybe that's a game where they let Jokic stay back home. That game at Utah where you're like, come on, they're better than the Jazz. Yeah, well, maybe Jamal Murray is going to stay back home. That's the reality for the Denver Nuggets, Donnie. There's going to be no jockeying for seeding here. The first seed is done in the Western Conference. This is an under to me for the Denver Nuggets of 56 and a half. 
Number one overall seed here in the Western Conference. Your points are perfect here on this because so many times that you line it up and say, can they win 16? Yeah, of course they can win 16 games. They're the top seed. They're a really good basketball team. But the question is, do they need to actually win 16 games? And what's more important? If we know anything about the NBA, everybody says at the beginning of the season, let's have a good year. But more importantly, when we get to the playoffs, let's not be out of gas and let's not be injured. And it looks like the Denver Nuggets have enough padding that they can make that all happen. And also... When you take a look at their depth chart, it's a good basketball team overall. But even over the past week and a half heading into the All-Star break, Kevin, we saw games with Jamal Murray not playing, Michael Porter Jr. missing action, Aaron Gordon with the rib injury missing action, and Nikola Jokic, you know, that angering, hey, I got a hamstring, I got a leg injury, let's rest you up a little bit more. That's going to take place. They are an absolutely dominant home team. But also on the road, do you take some of those nights off? And more importantly, again, as we said, two weeks to go, two and a half weeks to go, you have a five-game lead in the West. You basically got to win one out of your last six games, and nothing else matters after that. If you're not trying, I can't bet you. Can they win the 16 games? 100%. But we don't think they need to, and that's how you're going to bet against it. And, again, a perfect example, look at the opening three games. At Cleveland, light line either direction, but losable. At Memphis, light line either direction. And then it's the second leg of a back-to-back at home against the Clippers. It's not out of bounds that they open up the second half 0-3. Yeah. And you're, that is already a massive dent on a number like this. The, again, the Nuggets can go 500 the, West, the rest of the way and still likely won't even be pushed on that one seed. Let's then talk about those Los Angeles Clippers whose futures numbers are not all that different. To win the title, they're 11-1. to 1. To win the Western Conference, they're plus 500. A gap, but again, not by a lot. The big gap is in the win total. 11 games. The Clippers, 45 and a half. Which, by the way, is a popular number out West. That is the same number on the Phoenix Suns. That is the same number on the Dallas Mavericks. Jammed right now in that middle for the Western Conference. The Clippers, we need to go 13-8, and eight, Donnie, the rest of the way. This was maybe the win total of all of them that I threw my hands up in the air the most. What am I supposed to do with this? A Clippers regular season futures bet? How am I meant to trust this basketball team? Four back-to-backs. Who's available? Good luck figuring it out. 13 of the games are at home, though, which is a legitimate advantage for a team that's been solid enough at home but should be favored then in all of the games that they play in their own building. There are a couple of road games, though, where they could be favored, but a lot of those are difficult. Tough schedule to peel through here. Do you have a true lean on the L.A. Clippers win total either direction? Here's the toughest part about it, Kevin. You see them currently sitting in the four seed right now. Basically, a game out of overtaking the Sacramento Kings for the three seed, which means an extra advantage for home yeah. court advantage. They're only a couple games back from the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's not even play like, okay, they're going to overtake the Nuggets and it can be the number one overall seed. But isn't this the Clippers in a nutshell for us, Kevin, right? You can see them final game of the season. They have a chance to overtake the Memphis Grizzlies to go to the two seed, or they can stay at the four seed because the Kings have some sort of tiebreaker. And they go, you know what? Kawhi's not playing tonight. Like, you know, he needs his rest at this point, as opposed to getting the two seed overall. That's the interesting part. If you told me right now, like we can get the memo and the whiteboard there that actually has scribbled on there, we really need the two seed. Let's get after it. They're talented enough to do it. 
They're getting Westbrook now off the bench. If you look at their starting lineup, it's phenomenal when healthy and when playing together. But that is the issue. This is one of the organizations where sometimes the player is going to pull the strings like Kawhi Leonard and say, Mm. this game is really important. We could go to the three seed tonight. I don't care. But it's not even a back-to-back Kawhi. I want my rest today, and I'm going to take it. Therefore, you could lose a basketball game that you should have won if you were full go. That's the only thing I'm holding back on the Clippers for because they're in that holding pattern where they could lose to the Phoenix Suns here, drop to the fifth seed. The Dallas Mavericks with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic could get hot and move up higher. I don't trust the Clippers that, quite frankly, they even care as a team as long as they get to the playoffs healthy. Who cares where we're seeded? Just get us there. So the Clippers made a famous decision two years ago. It was the last game of the regular season, and a win would have seen them jump the Denver Nuggets in the standings. They would have moved up to the three seed overall. And they benched everybody and lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder Donnie, who had lost like, I don't know, 20 games in a row. I mean, it was unimaginable how bad the Thunder were that season. And... The reason the Clippers did that, no matter what anybody tells you, is because they were nervous that they were going to end up playing the L.A. Lakers, who had a chance on that final day to jump up to the sixth seed. So they didn't want to play the Lakers in the opening round, which was met with a lot of slander. All in all, it made a lot of sense. That Lakers team uh, very well could have won the title that year if not for another Anthony Davis injury. Nevertheless, though, I say that to say we have talked a lot about teams needing wins for seeding. The Clippers, though, do remind us of the other angle, throwing a game so you can get a different first-round opponent. It might sound ridiculous. People always say that's bad karma. Just play who's in front of you. But, Donnie, we legitimately saw the Clippers do it two years ago. And, again, the level of tanking that is required to lose to that Thunder team, I mean, DRS, if they go into Phoenix... Like They're losing that game if they want to lose that game. Frankly, if they need to lose to Portland at home, they'll also find a way to lose to Portland at home. They'll send Westbrook out there by himself. He'll have 35, 15, and 15 in a 20-point loss, and it'll be his best day as a member of either Los Angeles team, most likely. That is where, again, the Clippers are really interesting. To then take these two teams, though, and put them side by side, when you look at the odds within the conference themselves, neither are the favorite, though. That is the Phoenix Suns, who are at plus 220. The Nuggets 3-1, to the Clippers 5-1. to As we've talked about the West, and we talk, you know, where do we, who do we trust at the top? The futures market is so often about trust, Donnie. I don't find myself trusting Denver or the L.A. Clippers. Not enough at this point in time to be jumping in here at the back end of February in the futures market. I'll wait for a bracket to be set, I think, before I'm grabbing anything here from either of these teams. Yeah, it's interesting, too, the way it's going to break down. Also, the Phoenix Suns here, we're going to shoehorn them into a championship. They haven't even taken the court yet, and hopefully they can get it together over the final couple weeks. But I always look at the Clippers there at that 5-1 to price. It's like if they're going hot and healthy, they have what it takes to win the Western Conference. We'll see how it plays out here. But as we went over, it's not so much the X's and the O's and how good we think these teams are. Do you see what we're trying to break down? Motivation for these teams down the stretch and how that could harm those totals as opposed to just winning basketball games. It's a lot to go through. Tomorrow, the NBA is back. 
I'm not sure if we'll do more of these win totals. We'll see if there's anything else we want to get to. But we're going to have a full NBA slate to break down. College basketball in the mix as well, which has been great to watch all of that pick up and see those numbers develop. This is the early line, which closes out with some listen up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, final segment of the day here for a Wednesday edition of the Early Line right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Down your right side, Kevin Walsh, as always, 7 to 9 a.m., powering through, giving you the updated information you need for the rest of your Sports Grid day. Coming up next, make sure you stay tuned. Ben Stevens and the morning after. Went over a lot of hot topics today as we're setting up the back end of the NBA season. Win totals here. Who do we think can win these conferences? It's all going to play out in front of our eyes with these basketball teams averaging anywhere between 20 to 25 games left in the season. And also, who the MVP is going to be. Will it be Nikola Jokic for a third straight year? Also, going over some NFL topics here, the quarterback carousel. It's spinning. Who's going to be the first one? to take a seat on that carousel might factor in to see when our boy Aaron Rodgers actually comes out of his escape room and says where he wants to go, whether that be staying in Green Bay or being on the move. But we also want to take a look at another quarterback that has yet to buy a ticket, it seems like, for the 2023 season. Listen up. Hello, Brock Purdy. What you got going on out there? Last time we saw him being injured against the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Conference Championship game. Most would figure he'd be on his way to recovery here after getting surgery for a UCL injury in his throwing elbow. But that's not the case. Swelling has not gone down. He still hasn't had that surgery. It has now been postponed until the month of March. So the question is, when is he going to get a surgery? More importantly, When is he actually going to be back on the field? If we're taking a look at a surgery prognosis that if it all goes well, we're looking at a six-month timeline, that pushes him to late in training camp in August? That can't happen here. A young quarterback needs his reps, needs to take command of the team, and also working on throwing and getting stronger here. 
The question is going to be, is Trey Lance your guy? You moved mountains to trade up and get that guy in the draft. And if he's not your guy, do the San Francisco 49ers need to reach out and get another quarterback? Or could it be Jimmy Garoppolo back to the rescue for the San Francisco 49ers? When it looked like they had all of the answers to the test, one injury makes them looking like in the offseason, could it be an F for the franchise? Stay tuned right now. The morning after coming up next. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. 